Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. The dictionary says envy is the resentful or unhappy feeling of wanting somebody else's success, good fortune, qualities, or possessions. Right? That's what envy is. When you look at other people and you want what they have, that's envy. Envy is when I want to have uh, whatever it is, the skill, the personality, the job, the position that somebody else has. And, you know, when you say things like, you know, it's not fair. Why am I not in charge? Why didn't I get the promotion, right? And uh, it's not fair what they have. It's not fair what they enjoy. It's not fair, right? And when, when you look at life that way, it just leads to discouragement. And, and right, the Bible tells us that the voice in your head that, that speaks envy, uh, you know, it, it's part of the disease called sin. And we need to recognize it and not let it grow. In fact, in the New Testament, James 3.14 says, but if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, this wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, and demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. So the Bible says when a person is envious, uh, you can't be a good friend if you're envious of them, right? And so envy can be hidden behind questions, right? And I, I love questions, but when people ask questions like, well, uh, why do we have to do it that way? Uh, or, you know, I just think that this way is, might be better. Or many times uh, the real root of the problem is envy when they're just saying, why do we have to do it that way? Why do we have to do it your way? Sometimes people are just jealous and they don't want to do it that way, right? And uh, another way we can cloak envy is uh, what people call constructive criticism, right? When they say, well, uh, I can't believe she dresses like that. I can't believe they actually said that. Uh, did you hear what they said? Did you see, right? And, and you know, nitpicking and, and pointing out other people's faults can be uh, a way to cloak envy. I mean, it's not always that, but it can be, right? When, when people are cutting other people down, quite often it's envy. You want to put them down so you can raise yourself up. Now, the Bible tells us that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, not for us to be jealous, but in 1 Corinthians 13, 4, it says, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. So if you love someone, you're not envious of that person. If you're envious of someone, you can't love them, right? It's, they're contradictive. So uh, important for us to know, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 12, 26, and if one member suffers, all the members suffers with it. And if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. So in the body of Christ, you know, we're to rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Now, Jonathan not only was not envious, but he was a giving friend. Jonathan was at the place in life where he had resources. He was the king's son, and David was a poor shepherd. And so Jonathan was a giver. Jonathan blessed David when David had nothing. So God has called David to be the king, and David had nothing. And Jonathan had a lot of financial resources, and he blessed da uh, David, and he helped him. And Jonathan saw in David a love for God, and he wanted to encourage that, and so he gave to encourage David, right? And, and we're going to see in verse 4 where it says, in Samuel 18, 4, it says, Jonathan took off his robe that was on him and gave it to David with his armor, even to his sword, and his bow and his belt. 
So Jonathan gave David all of his, all of his armor, right? And, and it's a picture of Jonathan saying, look, I don't want my position as the king's son to interfere with our friendship. And, and he said, look, I'm never going to use anything that I have against you. I want to help you and encourage you. And so Jonathan, you know, esteemed his relationship with David greater than his own accomplishments of being king. And so Jonathan loved David. In verse 17 of 1 Samuel 20, it says, Now Jonathan again caused David to vow because he loved him, for he loved him as he loved his own soul. Right? So, so he loved David because he could see that God was working in David. God wants us to be faithful. And it doesn't matter who you're married to, who you work with, what church you go to, you're never going to find perfect people. Right? People are sinners. I, I think as the Bible says in Proverbs 17, 17, a friend loves at all time and a brother is born for adversity. Right? Adversity is the great test for relationships. When a person is prosperous, then you really know who your friends are, right? Because, uh, you know, people, people just come around when people have it good, when things are going well. But wh- when, when you have failure, right? You lose your job, you lose your wealth, right? Then you know who your true friends are. Jonathan, he was a friend to David, even though David had nothing to give back to him. And that's something to think about. Do you have friends that can give you nothing back, but you can give to them? That's such a great thing. That's what Jesus talked about, love. Loving people, expecting nothing in return. Now, Jonathan was trustworthy. You know, a few months earlier, David, uh, you know, had the faith to kill Goliath, but now he's afraid of King Saul. And really, I think David uh, got discouraged and and, you know, he, he's just in a place where he needs encouragement. He needs a friend. And, and, you know, whatever God calls us to do in life, we're going to need friends to encourage us, right? And that's just so important to, to know that. And that's why we need to learn to be a good friend and, and to be a giving friend, a trustworthy friend. David needs someone like that in his life because he was very discouraged. David's going to go through a very hard time. And Proverbs 17:9 says, He who covers a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates friends. Right? So being a good friend is to recognize, hey, people make mistakes, and we want to be there to encourage them. Jonathan strengthened David spiritually, and I think this is so important. You know, uh, Saul had been trying to kill David, and there in verse 16 of 1 Samuel 23, Jonathan, Saul's son, arose and went to David in the woods and strengthened his hand in God. This, I think, is one of the most important things to, have, to be a good godly friend is as Jonathan encouraged David in his relationship with God is, is to encourage people to go to church, to serve God, right? I mean, some might think that David never needed encouragement. He was a giant killer. But the truth is, is that everybody has low points in their life. It doesn't matter who you are. And even though David killed a bear and killed a lion and killed Goliath, at this point he's overwhelmed and he needs a boost in his faith. He needs some encouragement. And God uses people to encourage other people. And I believe that God brings people into our lives so we can help them to accomplish what it is that God wants to do in their lives so important that we think, who can we help, right? And, and I'm so thankful for the people that God put in my life to help me, and so important for us to recognize that we all have a part to play. And, you know, learning to be a godly good friend is so important. Why? Well, because here's why. Because the Bible says you reap what you sow. And see, if you learn to be a godly friend, then, and you do that to other people, guess what's going to happen? it's going to come back to you. People are going to be godly friend to you. People are going to encourage you. And I'm so thankful for the people that encouraged me to go to church, uh, the people who encouraged me in ministry. You know, last night talking to Mike Kessler, I was just thinking back on, you know, how much he encouraged me to serve God and be involved in ministry. And, uh, you know, one of the guys from our church was standing there, and he asked Mike Kessler, he said, so he tells us about these stories about his drugging days. Are they true? And I didn't know what Mike was going to say, and Mike told him it was worse. <laughs> Whoa, I didn't expect that. But anyway, uh, 
It was worse probably, but, but here's the thing. You gotta be a friend to have friends, right? The Bible says in Proverbs 18, 24, a man who has friends must himself be friendly. You know, you wanna have friends, you gotta be a friendly person, right? And, and, and what's a common denominator uh, amongst people who have a lot of friends, right? If, if you know people here at church that have lots of friends, they all have the same common denominators. You know what they are? First of all, they're friendly people. Second of all, they bless their friends. Third of all, they're gracious towards their friends and they're forgiving towards their friends and they're loving towards their friends. And see, when you practice doing that, it, it just causes you to be the person that God wants you to be. And really, Jesus was the quintessential example of a good friend. Jesus was loving and forgiving and faithful and encouraging those of you who are students of the Bible, you know that Jesus picked the 12 and they were blowing it all the time, right? They went to one town and they didn't accept Jesus and two of the disciples said, you want us to burn the town down? <laughs> Jesus was like, what's wrong with you people? You don't know what you're talking about. He didn't say, you're out. You know what? I had 12, I'm gonna do with 10. You two, out. No, he prayed for them, right? I mean, Peter denied him and, and we just see that they made a lot of mistakes. Did Jesus say, you're done? No, he forgave them, he loved them, right? And being, uh, we live in a world where people don't have friends. I read all the time reports about how young people are more and more depressed and suicidal because they don't have real friends. They think their friends are in their phone. Like, oh, I talked to someone just a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah, they're my best friend. Have you ever met them? Nope, I know I'm on Facebook or Instagram or whatever it is, right? And we need friends. That's why it's so important to come to church, so important to go to small groups. If you want to meet some new friends, I encourage you, come to a small group. We're starting, you know, the Spiritual Growth 101. You come to that class, you'll meet some friends. And, and, and sometimes people think, I don't need anybody. I can go through life on my own. This is true. You can go through life on your own, but you are not going to accomplish the kind of fruitfulness in your life that God wants to do in your life on your own. You need other people to help you, to encourage you. This building, right? <clears throat> when we, we came to Caldwell, we're like, well, we don't know what we're doing or what's going to happen, but we're going to pray. And, you know, Pastor Chuck Smith helped us buy this building and, and many other people, right? And, and God uses people to help other people. Now, here's the thing. Many of you watch the news and you see, you know, the secularism just spreading across our country. And we see that, you know, our kids are being taught weird stuff and politicians are weird. We're passing weird laws. We're doing weird things. And you know what I think? that the church is getting weaker and weaker and weaker. Why? Well, part of the reason is that so many Christians think, I don't need anybody else, and I don't need to help anybody, and I don't need any help myself. But it's not true, right? We need to work together. We need to, we need to be godly people who are friendly people, and we need to encourage people. I'm so thankful for the people that, you know, encourage me. And you think, well, Pastor Bob, you don't need any encouragement. You seem kind of stoic. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm married to a person who has the gift of encouragement. And so, you know, even though sometimes things don't go well, you know, she's always there to encourage. And, and, you know, it's so good to be at church, right, and to be part of the body of Christ and to accomplish, uh, you know, what God wants you to do. You're going to need godly people in your life. And I'm so thankful that God has brought many godly friends into my life and, and been so encouraging to me. And, you know, I don't think I, I couldn't be here without it. I remember there was a day when I said, I don't think I can go to church anymore. I can't be good. <laughs> it's just, I can't do it. <laughs> and one of my friends, he said, Bob, you need to pray that the Holy Spirit changes your heart and, and he can help you to, to stop doing all those bad things. I'm like, does that work? He's like, yeah. And I'm so thankful. I started praying, God, if you want me to stay a Christian, you got to change my heart so I can follow you. And if you can't, well then, back to old Bob. And here's the good news. He has the power. He changed my life, right? And so God loves you. He wants to bless you with godly friends and he wants you to be a godly friend. But you know what? You have to start. You have to pray and say, Lord, help me. Who can I help? Who can I encourage, right? And church is the place where you can practice. You can 
You can practice. There's so many areas, Sunday school, ushers, greeters, video production, radio ministry, worship ministry, so many different areas. You know, giving. The Bible says the gift of giving, supporting financially. For all of you who support the church here, right, all the people, a bunch of people got saved last week. If you support this church, you're going to get treasures in heaven. You're going to get to heaven and be like, whoa, where did these treasures come from? Like, well, you supported Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Lots of people got saved there, and so you get rewards for that. So there's so many different ways, but it's so important to have godly friends. And so I encourage you to pray, Lord, help me to be a godly friend. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on the CW channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you and may you have a great day. Today is the day you